whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 3, Hashtag Worst Gift Ever. And Kelsey, do you have an episode summary for us? Yes, I do. Jonah and Grace pitch the student council on a play about the Degrassi bus accident. Goldie has questions about what it really means to be Muslim. And just no comment of the Shay storyline, which is the only way I think that this uh, the title works. Relevant. Yeah. Also, Grace and Jonah's was not a storyline at all. And it also doesn't mention Miles at all. Nope. <laughs> That's, I mean, this is Google though, right? This I know this is Yeah, Netflix. this is Google. <laughs> I think the Google ones are funnier because they're less accurate. Yeah. Which is what we originally liked about the wiki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the episode is called Hashtag Worst Gift Ever, which I can only assume means, like, the pads and tampons that Tiny gave Shay after her mishap, which I thought was a lovely gift, but she freaked out about it, and we'll get to it. <laughs> but I guess It was a very nice gesture. It's a, I think it's the difference between being, like, 16 and 28. <laughs> of yeah, 100%. That being a gift from a boy. Um... But otherwise, I don't think any other gifts were exchanged in this episode. No. So maybe the gift of perspective for Goldie and Rasha? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, we could stretch it to that. Yeah. But I, I feel like they went real literal and just stuck to the chase yeah, line. Definitely. Um, but the episode starts with, I guess, track practice, track training, track conditioning. Originally, I thought it was they were, like, doing volleyball conditioning. I'm like, we're starting early, but then it looks like it's track or cross country or something. Um, but it's like Shay and Frankie and other people are running around the ravine. And, like, they're at practice, but Tiny and Zig are here, and I'm confused by that. Because I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can't just have, like, random spectators at sports practices i feel like the coaches coach armstrong should have shut that down i was confused by that it is weird also esme is like in the lead which shay is very salty about yes when they're running um but yeah like when they're done with their run through the woods or whatever like tiny greets shay and esme immediately starts making out with zig and i'm like why is this allowed Coach Armstrong's right there. What's happening? Yeah, I like what is going on. I'm pretty sure all sports clock practices should be like closed. I don't get it. Also, I don't think I would want to like immediately make out with someone after I was done running, but that's just no, me. which well, <laughs> like, you and Shay are in the same camp because she was like, I'm sweaty. Why? Yeah. But she like sits on his lap anyway, and then when she stands up, like some of her period blood got on his leg and everyone's like, Oh my god and I'm just reminded of Super Bad. Um, I thought of Super Bad too immediately. And yeah, and it's very embarrassing and I feel for her because that would be very embarrassing. Like you're in high school and you got like 
period blood on your boyfriend's leg and it's probably just perplexing for all parties involved yeah it's an an esme per esme's usual thing is she's the one who points it out and is really horrible about it yeah esme is still esme she's still kind of a dick but i'm also like i feel like Sometimes she doesn't realize that she's being such an asshole. I feel like like she she knows how to be an asshole when she wants to and that's when she's like fucking mean. But then I feel like her normal personality is also just like kind of rude and I don't know how much of it is intentional or not. Like the longer we get to know Esme. Like there are some points in this episode where I was like, I don't know if we can be mad about Esme for this, but at other points, yes, we can be mad at her. I don't know. Did you get that too? I'm super conflicted on Esme because there's like there's so many. I don't I don't know if it's the writing or what. I feel like I kind of agree with you on that, but I I feel like so much of her is intentional. Where I get really conflicted with her, and I know I just like keep like continuously every episode changing my stance on Esme, but whatever. I I mean I consistently dislike her, but I it's like. I don't disagree with her message behind certain things, like her whole thing about like you shouldn't be afraid, you shouldn't be ashamed of your vagina, basically. Yeah. But like her methods are problematic at best. Like it was the same thing with Zoe and the cultural appropriation in her um, presentation with Winston. Like she, her message was correct, and I agreed with it in that she was calling them out but the the motivation behind it wasn't necessarily that like her motivation is never noble true even when her message is correct she always does it in a way that is shitty yeah and actually i have a note at the end of this like just like about kind of my my feel on esme and it is that esme is joyless unless she is being spiteful (laughs) Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess the more we go through, the more we can touch on all of that, too. But I definitely, I agree with that. I, it's just, like, she needs so much help. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you're not wrong, but also the way you're doing it is shitty. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and some part of me is, like, do you... Like, at some point, do you realize how terrible you are being? Or is or is some of this just, like, you've been so bad for so long that you don't even know anymore? Like, I have no idea. I think she um, knows, and she just doesn't care. Like, my feeling is that she knows, and either she cares but is doing the thing where she acts like she doesn't care for, like, self-preservation, or she knows and she just straight up does not care at all. She has a sensitivity chip missing. If I'm going to Kinda, yeah. paraphrase Jennifer Aniston talking about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and the aunts. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, actually, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, She there's definitely something missing. Like, yeah, sensi- she's not a sensitive person. So, yeah, I don't know. She's and I guess an it's just because she's kind person. of gotten away with it. Like, yeah. Because I feel like she just doesn't like a lot of people. So she doesn't care about being mean to people who she doesn't like. 
And like the people that she does like, she does like Zig, she does try to work on that relationship and open up to him. But like, I feel like if, if she doesn't like you, she does not give a shit about you. That's kind of where I feel like she's landing. I feel like she doesn't like anyone. Yeah. And it also could be like, it's a, that's a defense mechanism where like, she doesn't let a lot of people in because she doesn't want to be hurt because she has, like, abandonment issues because her dad blames her for her mother's death, and which is a whole other thing that I'm sure she needs to explore in therapy, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, like, we could just boil it down to girl has issues and needs to be in uh, with a better therapist. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like... There's only so much that you can excuse. And at a certain point, she's just being an asshole to be an asshole. Yeah. That's, and I think that, that's just how she operates at this point. And it's hard because, it, like I said, like I agree with a lot of her points. It's just the way she does things. Is yeah. Not good. The execution is not good. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is often cruel and at best, like, just kind of rude. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but Frankie, like, pulls Shay away. Shay is mortified. And Frankie's like, it's okay. Don't worry. Like, it's not Ebola. And I'm like, Frankie, let's not compare this moment to Ebola. Please, Lord. <laughs> um, but and then I think the theme song happens. And then we are in Perino's class. And we're talking about the Yakuza. Is that what we're talking about? Um, uh, no, we were ta- they're talking about um, kamikaze. Kamikaze, right, right, right. And then comparing it to like samurais and suicide bombers. And, it, and I feel like this is another episode where Jonah's character, it's like the writing of him is like, where did this come from? Why are you making him worse? <laughs> because been making him worse all season long I and know. I don't understand And it's it. only episode three. <laughs> um... But, yeah, so Jonah, like, is talking about suicide bombers. And as he's talking about them, he, like, looks directly at Goldie. And I'm like, please, dear God, can we not? And then they're, and she's like, oh, because I'm Muslim, I should know about this. Like, why are you looking at me? And, or I think she says, like, suicide bombers aren't Muslim. And... Uh, I think the I think the thing because I really Islam. liked what Rasha said, so I think it goes like they turn to her and they're like Goldie, like what, what do you do you know? And she's like, why would I know about suicide bombers? And they're like, well, aren't they mostly Muslim? And there's some other exchange. Oh, she and says then no, she, and then Zig is like, well, I don't see any GI Joes strapping bombs to their chests. And then Rasha is like, instead they drop them from drones. And calling suicide bombers Muslim is an insult to Muslims everywhere. And I'm like, yes, Rasha, fucking teach them. Thank God, I love Rasha. Rasha, Rasha's just great. From day one, has been perfect. Yes, and. Then I think, I don't know if we knew this before, but we do, this, I think this is when we learned that Rasha is, like, Goldie is her host sister. And they're talking about, like, binging friends after school. And Rasha's like, why don't we invite some other people after school to hang out? Like, I want to get to know your friends, too. And do we want to do fashion? Yeah. I don't have a lot of fashion. 
I don't either. I think I have like three notes. But my first note is I like Rasha's like green, like work shirt over shirt jacket thing she's wearing in this scene. It's like a is forest it the one with green. all the like pins and stuff, or is that the one from later? I think that's later, but I like that one too. Yeah, that that's my fashion note. Is I really like her like green like army jacket kind of thing that has yeah. all the like patches and pins, and um. Jonah has straight edge hands again. <laughs> um, Esme is wearing a trademark Esme shirt. It's like a light blue lacy shirt with like a black velvet Peter Pan collar. Girl loves a Peter um, Pan collar. I also like f- she like exclusively <laughs> wears Peter Pan collars. And I liked Frankie's like royal blue shirt with the ruffly sleeves. But I think um, that's all that I have. My only other fashion note is that at the end, Miles is dressed like he's at a yacht club. Yeah, I feel like that's a common Miles aesthetic. That is true. <laughs> I'm sure he's a member of a yacht club, honestly. He, he uh, He's someone that I look at and go, you own boat shoes. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, But then we're in class with Shay and Tiny. And then Shine this is when Shiny tells Shay that he has gotten her a gift and it is pads and tampons. And I was like, "Oh, that is very thoughtful, Tiny." Like I was like, "This is his way of like letting her know that he's not like freaked out." He's like, "I'm cool. I understand that you bleed. Here are pads and tampons." But I that's maybe me looking at at it as a in a 28-year-old frame of mind because she is mortified, which is also understand- <laughs> understandable, I guess. And we also find out that Esme told him to do that. Yeah, and that makes her furious. Yeah, well, because we know that Esme did not have great intentions, most yeah. likely. I thought it was nice, though. <laughs> I, I mean... Again, like late 20s, uh, definitely a nice gesture, like being like, I'm cool, don't worry. But like high school, that's like a nightmare. Yeah, true. Very true. Especially in public, like. In the middle of oh, class. Yeah. In the middle of class. And also she takes them back to her, to the desk in the back with her without putting them in the bag first. So they're just like sitting on the table in front of her. And I'm like, you're yeah. just further showcasing this thing that you're mortified about. But OK. <laughs> yeah. And I, d- I feel like I can't remember if she has an exchange with Esme here, but they might be snippy. Or I think Esme maybe makes like a snide remark about she says something about going with the flow. Like, that's yeah. what I like about you, Shay. You're always going with the flow or something like that. Yep. I mean, do you think that she's, like, lashing out at her because of the group text stuff? Because I think that that is also That could be part of it. Yeah. Um, but then we're with Grace and Jonah and, like, the rest of student council. And they're, sh- like, showing Zoe and Goldie their weird, like, bleepy bloopy bus crash music. And they're proposing their play about the bus crash. And they're like, we don't have, like, the complete story yet because we're waiting on Maya and we don't know where she is. And so I guess Maya is still, like, in and out of school. And Goldie seems skeptical but is, like, willing to give them a chance to, like, flesh it out a bit more before taking it to Mr. Simpson because they have gotten directions to not really 
do anything that would be too triggering for the student body. And I think this bus crash musical could either be a a very triggering mess or good. I don't I still don't know about this. I, I feel like it's too soon, but also yeah. a way for them to like work through it as a student body. I don't know. I feel like well, we will see. <laughs> I suppose. My my first impulse was, "Oh god, this is a terrible choice." Yes. But once we get to the Miles part of it and he comes up with the idea, I was like, oh, this is actually really nice. I like this. Yeah. So I, my, my initial instinct was, oh, God, what a what a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it could – I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, same. Um, but then Goldie is inviting, like, the rest of the student council members over to her house after school to, like, hang out. Winston is stoked about charades because he is a master of mimery, apparently. I'm not surprised (laughs) by this at all. And so, yes, that is the setup for that. And And Zoe's excited to hang out with Rasha. Yes. And then the next scene, Miles is, like, hanging out in that, like, beanbag chair area that now exists in... Degrassi and getting like texts from Lola because they're still like buds and Zoe comes over and is like I want you to bring Tristan flowers because I have to go to this thing now and he's like I wasn't going to go today and she's like what are you talking about you're his boyfriend la 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 but then uh, Lola like zooms over and kind of bails him out and is like well he's actually working at my restaurant tonight so we can't do that sorry bye and it turns out she's serious, and Miles now has to work at her restaurant. Which is pretty hilarious and very Lola to be like, I'm going to help you out, but also you're going to do this thing for me. I'm going to help you out by getting you to help me. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, he, he does start the scene looking at photos of Tristan, though. And then and he's looking all true. sad. So Lola sends him like a oomph chat of like yeah. herself saying, be happy. Yeah, like with a dog face filter or something yeah yeah but then we're in the locker room with Frankie and Shay and Shay is like I'm sitting out practice today because she's afraid of another incident happening and Frankie's like doing a bad job at trying to make her feel better she's like don't worry like people are already calling you Bloody Mary and Flo Rida and actually never mind nothing else like you're fine you have nothing to lose and Shay's like, once is an accident, twice I'm disgusting. And I'm like, ah, getting your period is natural. And society shouldn't make us feel gross for bleeding. Come on. And then she's Seriously. like, this is all Esme's fault. And I'm like, that seems like a leap, but okay. <laughs> I don't think Esme helped. I Esme think she could have help. I think she could have like, breezed past it. Maybe. I don't know. It's not great. It's a, it's a lot of her internal shame and societal shame. And then Esme is also just poking the bear at the same time. That's true. She's just focusing her energies on Esme as like the person to punish because she's kind of the only person she can direct her anger toward. Yeah, 100%. Because Tiny hasn't done anything wrong. And otherwise, it's just her shame spiraling. So she's like... Obviously, Esme is to blame for this. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know mm. about that, but. 
okay revenge um, pranks never work come on we've learned no. this after 600,000 episodes of Degrassi also Don't do a revenge prank as we learned Shay is really bad at pranks like yeah this uh this is just a terrible idea from start to finish um but then we're at Goldie's house and they're playing charades and things seem like they're going like she and Winston like win a charade or whatever and then he goes to high five her and she's like oh sorry I can't high five you I can't touch boys because it's against my religion and he's like well you high five to Zoe and Zoe's like I'm not a boy what are you talking about and then he's like well what she's a lesbian though like does the Quran say anything about that and then we like get into a religious discussion about like what the Quran does and does not support and whether and what it says about homosexuality and Goldie's like well there are lots of interpretations but one of them is that it is a sin and she kind of looks to Rasha to like back her up a little bit but she doesn't say anything and things get kind of awkward and Zoe and Winston are like maybe we should go I don't know bye yeah I mean Ultimately, Goldie learns a lot about herself, and I think it's, like, an important lesson for her, and also, like, she connects, she becomes closer with Raja by having, ultimately having a conflict with her. Yeah. But I do think that this entire thing could have been avoided if when she said, sorry, it's against my religion to touch a boy, Winston just fucking dropped it. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why they didn't just fucking drop it and been like, okay, I get it. Like, okay, I respect you and your beliefs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just drop it. Also, it's not just Muslim people who do that. It's also like very like Orthodox Jews are the same way. Yeah. And it's like, just fucking drop it, man. It's like, like, I don't do that. Be like, cool. All right. Moving on. No high fives. It doesn't even have to. It's like, even if it's not religious, it's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Okay. Okay, that's all. Up, that's wh- it. That's basically what she said. I don't feel comfortable with that. Okay, dropped. Why like, bring up the gay thing at all? Why make this leap? Like, why are we ostracized? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's so complicated, too. But I'm just like, why did we even have this entire conversation, this entire conflict? It's I feel just, like if someone was like, I can't do that. It's against my religion. I'd be like, cool. And then we'd carry on living our lives. Yeah. It's, and it feels like invasive to, like, pick apart someone's religious beliefs while you're like playing charades like let's let's not let's not go down that road no um but anyway (laughs) then we're at the restaurant with miles and lola's like loading him up with plates telling him where to take the food and he's like if all this food is mexican then what makes it argentinian and lola's like me obviously now go (laughs) i thought that was cute yeah um, and he brings food to, like, Zig and Esme, and Esme is still just being a dick to Miles, and is like, oh, like, I think he's like, she's like, give my condolences, or she, like, insinuates, like, oh, Tristan must not still be with us because you're hanging out with Lola now, and is, like, insinuating that, like, he likes her and that something's going on, and it's just like, Esme, why are you such an asshole? <laughs> I mean, he's an asshole right back to her, and it was kind of a good burn considering how shitty she's being. She's just, like, really latching. Like, maybe it's because Miles hurt her or whatever, but also a ton of that was on her. I don't know. Yeah. It's 
I, I, I you guys, I don't want to, but I kind of hate her guts. Like she drives me nuts. She's so yeah. complex. We have so. I mean, she gives us a lot to talk about. That's I true. Say. I she mean, gives it's us like, so much to talk about. I am. I'm sympathetic to all the bullshit. It seems like she's been through, but. At some point, it still is not an excuse for how terrible she is. She's still so terrible to people. And, like, like I was going to say, like, you know, you'd think that, like, her boyfriend or her friends, but she doesn't really have any. But, like, someone would rein her in. And I was like, like, you'd think that Zig would be like, you're being kind of an asshole. But it's Zig and he's spineless. Yeah. He's not going to say anything. And, like, there's a reason why she doesn't have any friends, I think, because she pushes everyone away with her awful personality, her awful behavior, I should say. But also, I don't know. She's just terrible. She's terrible. And I'm sure it's a defense mechanism, but, like, it's still very hurtful to everybody around her. And I don't know why she has to keep harping on the boy whose boyfriend is in a coma. Like, come on. Like, just saying it like that, you are you really realize how terrible she is, even though they got in a fight and she was triggered by hospital photos. Like, Lord Almighty. She's Lord horrible. Almighty. That's, you know, the, you can only, like, the fact that she has trauma and that she's using a lot of things as a defense mechanism isn't, like an excuse for being just no. an unequivocal asshole everywhere yeah. she goes to everyone she meets. It is unhealthy and unsustainable if she's yeah going to carry on being a person in this world. Um, but I feel like I can't remember, but I think Lola like sweeps in and like like whisks him away and makes a snarky remark and is like, "Bye, come on, let's get back to work." I don't know. Uh, Miles responds to her with, you know, not everyone. He's like, despite your per- like something like despite your personal experience, not every male and female um, relationship ends in home base and like right. walks off. And, and then, then Lola's like, you need a break. Go work on table 10. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but then it's the next day. It's the next morning. And Rasha is not wearing her hijab. And it seems like it's to make a point that like, we don't need to take everything in the Quran very literally. Also, did we know that Baz was Goldie's brother before this episode? Because I, I had don't no idea. think we did. Because I wrote it down. I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea. Yeah, and Baz is here, and Goldie is talking to him about how she's sick of feeling different and doesn't want, but she also doesn't want to compromise on her beliefs. And he's like, you know, you don't have to wear your hijab. Uh, like, mom and dad don't make you do it. And if you want to fit in, that's, like, one way to do it. And it's all just very complicated because it sucks that she is, like, othered for wearing it. But she also wants to wear it because it makes her feel closer to God. But it's also, it's, like, a very tricky line to toe. So she's struggling. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, as per usual, Baz is, like, just... Not very sensitive. <laughs> not sensitive or helpful. He's, like, well, you're... He's basically, like, well, you know, your hijab, like, is going to make people treat you differently, so just don't wear it. Yeah. She's like, but I want to wear it. It's it's tricky. I mean, 
And it also really seemed- like the only solution is that other people need to be better. But also and- she <laughs> needs to become more tolerant of less conservative cultures as well. It's like kind of a two way street. But right. sh- sh- we're going to get there together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then we are with Shay. She's <laughs> playing her terrible prank on Esme. She has like a vial of fake blood that she just dumps onto Esme's chair. And I'm like, this is too much, first of all, to look realistic. Also, she's going to like notice this immediately. You've covered her chair in liquid. And it's also not a justify. I'm like, this didn't need to come to this. And she gets caught immediately and gets in trouble. And it's just stupid. It's ugh, it's the dumbest prank. It's so dumb. It's, yeah, no. It's just as soon as she dumped the entire thing, I was like, oh, God. This is <laughs> such a mistake. And her excuse when the teacher yells at her, she's like, she started it. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, Shay. Uh, and, but then we're with Goldie and we're in the bathroom and she takes off her hijab and she walks like down the hall for a little bit, but then she does not feel good about it. And she runs back into the bathroom and like puts her hair back up and it was a failed experiment. Um, but then we're in class with Miles. Miles is... It seems like Miles is taking Spanish lessons. I guess he's, like, really trying to <laughs> learn the language now that he works at the restaurant. I don't... And his friends with Lola. It was kind of cute. It was kind of cute. then Zoe, like, comes over and is like, so, what's going on with you and Lola? Like, what's happening? And he's like, we are just friends. Like, she has been here for me during all of this. I don't need to see Tristan every day. It's really hard. Also, you haven't exactly been by my side that often, best friend. So it's clear that, like, Miles, it's hard for Miles to, like, look at Tristan in a coma every day, which is completely understandable. And also, he feels abandoned by Zoe, who probably has been, like, really busy with her new student council life and whatnot so she clearly hasn't been there for him as much as he would like and my interpretation of my interpretation of his of that was um he was referring to zoe as tristan's best friend because he was like it's not Mm. like you're there every night best friend that's true So like being like you're being a hypocrite because i he was there all the time and it just became too much and he's like and it's not like you're there every night like i deserve a break too basically right um, but then he texts Lola and says, like, I can't work at the restaurant tonight. Sorry. But, oh, my God. But then we're in Perino's class and Goldie walks in late and he's like, oh, perfect timing. We were talking about immigration. What was it like when you moved here? And what is wrong like, with him? I'm like, can we not assume that Goldie is an immigrant just because she is Muslim? Like, and, uh, and she basically says that and she's like, oh, because I'm brown, I can't be from here. I've lived here my whole life. And Jonah is like, and then fucking Jonah again is like, calm down. Like, he didn't mean it like that. And I'm like, why are we defending Perino's racism, Jonah? Like, what like I'm so confused by Jonah's character. 
like the I last am too. I'm also, few episodes I'm that we've con- seen him in. I'm confused by this altogether. Yeah. Because it feels more like a conversation that would have happened. Like the suicide bombing thing and also the like assumption that Goldie is an immigrant. I feel like these are conversations from 2002. Like these are conversations yeah. that would have happened like in my like in my like New Jersey classroom in like middle school. Like Right. This does not feel like a 2018 classroom conversation and that might be my own ignorance and that I just like have faith in the youth that this is like not still the like classroom conversation that people are just assuming I don't know though because knows like like knows like like I don't know though because I feel like like around this time was also like when ISIS was in the news a lot more and it was when like the Syrian refugee crisis was like at its height and like when, and, like, the big question in the headlines was, like, what are all these countries doing? Like, how many refugees is everybody letting in? Like, what's going on? I feel like that was still very much at the forefront of, like, current events when this came out. Or at least when it was filmed, maybe. Like, 2016, <laughs> 2017. So, That's I don't true. think it's totally out of left field. Also, their school, like, just got a lot of Syrian refugees, so maybe it's also, like, just, like, reignited those talking points. Um, but I think it also might just be a reminder, like, yes, Islamophobia still very much exists in our world, even though 9-11 was, like, 16 years ago or, like, at this point in time. Oh, I have no doubt that Islamophobia is still out and about and going strong. It's it's more that in a cl- like an open classroom discussion situation that feels less relevant. Yeah, but also likely. I feel like that's a pretty from what from the demographics that we see at Degrassi, I feel like it's still a pretty predominantly white <laughs> population. So maybe it's like the nuance isn't quite there because of that, because of the lack of diversity that they're really exposed to. So they don't realize what they're saying is wrong until they're called out on it, like in this situation. And thankfully, Perino does apologize. And I do believe that he means that he is sorry and realizes that he fucked up. But anyway, yeah, Goldie face just says, oh, I fucked up on them. And yeah. I'm like, Goldie is amazing in this. She and she also kind of like she resolve she is simultaneously telling everyone off for their bullshit because she's yeah. been, uh, she's like fucking had it up to here with it, and also is like simultaneously resolving her issues with Rasha. Because I don't yeah. know if we discussed that they had like a fight basically, but basically she she kind of like ties it all up in a bow with there are 1.6 billion Muslims in the world and they're all different. Yes. And she like looks at Rasha and they like have like a knowing glance situation. Yeah. Cause yeah, they did get in an argument because like Rasha didn't back her up when they were talking about the Quran, like with Winston Zoe and they kind of got into an argument about like, how strict their views are in terms of certain like restrictions that are laid out and then that's why Russia doesn't wear the hijab that morning to kind of prove a point and yeah so they got in a fight but it seems like this is the first step to resolving things between the two of them but 
Then we're with Shay, who apologizes to Esme for the prank. And Esme can't even accept her apology in a nice way because then she gives her like adult diapers or something like that I'm like Ugh. yes she does and she also Just... talks about how expensive her skirt was again yeah yeah and it's just like nothing is ever nothing's ever good enough but okay whatever um shay is trying to be the bigger person which i appreciate um and then goldie like officially apologizes to raja and then we learn that like Rasha is just not going to wear her job anymore because she doesn't feel like herself in it. And she also didn't like she didn't wear one until she was forced to wear one back when she was still in Syria. And then we hear from and then Goldie is like, it's different for me. Like every single day here feels like a choice between the culture here and my faith. And we just and it kind of lays everything all out on the table. But after everything, they accept each other for who they are. And they're, they're good now. They have a good talk. I like it. I think Rasha is going to be a very fun character. Me too. I'm ready. Um, but then we are at the hospital. And Miles is visiting Tristan. And is talking to him about feeling trapped and, like, overwhelmed. And it's very sad. And Zoe, like, is overhearing him talk about his struggles and how, like, it's hard for him to come here every day. And he just wants him to wake up. And then he's just, like, repeating, like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And then this is when Zoe rushes in and, like, hugs him. And I definitely teared up at this point. It was very sad. It was very sad. My note is Zoe is crying and so am I. Yeah, I wrote, oh, poor Miles. And then, like, five sad faces. And Zoe's here to give him a hug. And, ugh, it's just so tough. I'm like, when the fuck is he going to wake up? Come on. I know. I'm ready. I want um, it. I just, oh, Miles. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, uh, but then we're at the track meet, and before, in the last scene in the locker room, Shay is like, I have an idea um, to make a point, because she's still, like, nervous about her period. And whatever, the track meet happens, Shay wins, and she seemingly has blood dripping down her legs, but so does, like, Frankie and a couple other people. And apparently it's paint. They're, like, taking back the stigma. They're making a statement. Like, periods are natural. Whatever. Look at my blood. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Get it, Jay. Why not? (laughs) But, yeah, it's a big statement. And she wins. And Tiny is impressed. And he's like, I kind of want to kiss you right now. Like, he's very proud of her. And is like, yeah, you're a rock star. I, like, I love how much like tiny is supportive of shay yeah i think that that is such a like such a telling thing about his personality and his character yeah and and he always has it's why they're so well suited he has and i think it's also why he and shay are so much more well suited than he and lola i felt like he and lola had much more like drama and with shay he just like lifts they just like lift each other up basically totally also, totally. this is when I wrote the Esme thing, because Esme walks by and goes, oh, is it Shark Week already? And then Shay's like, that was actually funny. And also, P.S., that's what I call my period sometimes. Um, and <laughs> shark Week. Shark Week. <laughs> and um, and she's and she's like, 
oh, that was actually pretty funny. And Esme just like rolls her eyes and like huffs away. And that's when I wrote, <laughs> Esme is joyless unless she can be spiteful. Exactly. <laughs> um, but Shay's killing her with kindness. And I think that's probably the right approach. <laughs> it is 100% the right approach. Um, Because it's going to bug her, but there's nothing she can do about it because you're being nice. (laughs) Um, But then in the last scene, we're with student council again, and Zoe wants Miles to help with the bus crash play. And then he's kind of proposing the story to go along with it, which essentially mirrors his own story, which is like, he, like, there's a bus crash, and his boyfriend is in a coma, and we don't know if he's going to wake up. And he ha- he finds, like, a friend online who helps him through it. And, and her name is Hope. Yeah, whose name is Hope, who he doesn't hook up with. And we don't know if the person will get out of the coma or not. Who knows? And everyone's on board for it. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested to see where this goes. Me too. And that's I, the end I of the I think app. it'll be good. Yeah. I'm into I hope it. so. We haven't I'm, had a play in a while. That- we haven't. We haven't had a play since Eli. I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, no, that's not true. There was the Winston superhero one that we always oh, forgot about. Oh, I forgot about. about. We always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was it was a nothing play, but this is fine. This is good. Yeah. Um, I'm ready for it. And yeah. that's the end of the episode. Um, Spirit Squad, Captain? Miles? Miles and Shay? No, no, Shay was kind of I'm going I'm going I'm going to go with Goldie for figuring her oh, stuff Goldie. out. Yeah, I'll go yeah, Goldie's yeah, Goldie's a good choice. Also, I'm glad we finally got a Goldie A plot. That never happened. Me too. I was thinking about that too when I was watching it today. I'm like, "Oh, yay, finally. Like Goldie gets her own story. We get to learn more about her." We learned that Baz is her brother, apparently, and she's the host sister to Rasha. Like, we learned so many new things about her. Yeah. So, yeah, I was happy about that, too. Um, I wonder More if we're going to plot lines. I wonder if we'll ever get, like, an Esme, like, peek behind that curtain. But I guess we'll see. Um, Ship? Shiny? Ty- shiny? Shiny. <laughs> shiny. And then honorable mention to Trials, just because, I mean, I'm. it's sad, but it's I'm still, still here for it. I still, still want for it. I still want him to wake up and for them to be okay. Oh, my God. Gosh. Yes. Um, okay. Grapevine? So, we have... You guys have been sending us very nice emails. Not a lot that we can talk about on the show, but I did want to shout out... Tyler, who sent us an email about, um, like, uh, just in response to seeing Degrassi actors on other shows, and he mentions 18 and Married, and I just needed to acknowledge that I loved 18 and Married, and it is just a wild show starring Stacey Farber um, that I totally forgot existed. So thank you for that kind memory. (laughs) Um, and then also we got an email from Callie, um, and she makes an interesting point. Um, she says, I too am proud of Maya for seeking help and realizing she needed help. That step isn't easy at all. However, I always hated how the counselor handled it. 
I think her advice was wonderful advice for someone who was dealing with anxiety with the stress of school and other activities, but I don't think she tried to delve further into any issues that could have been there. Perhaps all she saw was stress and anxiety with school, but I thought as a counselor, she should have asked more. I totally agree. Yeah. I was I feel thinking like that context too. is so important. And she's she does she she's giving her great anxiety tools, but not in this context. Like I don't think that they brought in like grief counselors or anything because I, f- I feel the same way about this as I feel about the English teacher that gave them what I did on my summer vacation assignment. Like right. these people aren't thinking critically to the situation. Yeah, and I and I remember when I was watching the episode when she was like in the room with the counselor and until um i like i was really literally about to write down a note like does the counselor know she was in a bus crash but then she mentioned like her broken arms and i'm like okay so she does know that she was in a bus crash but like it doesn't seem like something's not computing for me here it just and also i'm like does she know about maya's entire past like does her counselor know about cam like like maya has been through like maybe more trauma than some of the other people who are on the bus crash and I'm like like that this could be triggering that experience in some way as well like she had a near-death experience she had someone close to her die already in her young life like like I don't know I feel like yeah there could have been a little bit more nuance (laughs) with the counselor there yeah it's yeah it's not great I don't know I feel like these teachers like came into this very unprepared or like I don't know it feels like they don't care or maybe they already dealt with it and I don't know yeah it's just yeah I feel like it's like they don't really know what to do (laughs) but if you don't know what to do then why aren't we bringing in people who do know what to do like this is a weird freak accident I think that would warrant like getting extra help like extra mental help <laughs> you know they brought someone in after the school shooting yeah they bring that person in again uh, i mean maybe but again it's like maybe they did but we just missed it because of the after so much time i'm also hoping that maybe maybe through the play we'll get more like backstory of what happened in like the three months before school started like or maybe we'll explore some of that through the play I don't know. I guess we'll see. But yeah, that is a good point. Um, but I think that is all the grapevine that we have. So if you'd like to be f- featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to be entered into a raffle for Stephen Stone's book, Whatever It Takes, please tweet at us or email us before the end of November or December 1st, I think is what we said. Um, And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at KellerHighWater or on Twitter at Sucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend to the humans? Um... BTS has a new album out. It's called B. I really like it, and I recommend it to anybody who likes music. So that's my recommendation. There you go. Um, I am going... Did I recommend Busy Phillips is doing her best? I feel like I did. 
I'm looking for other podcasts that I've started that are. I don't new, think you I did. No, I don't think I'm so. Gonna re- I'm gonna recommend Busy Phillips is doing her best. It's Bu- Busy Phillips podcast with two of the um, uh, former um, co-creators on her show from E that was canceled, and Maybe they you have, just. But I can't remember. I think I have two. I'm gonna recommend Busy Phillips is doing her best again because okay. it's a fun one. Um, and I'll just on top of it recommend um, another old one that I haven't talked about in a while, which is uh, you must remember this because they finished up a new season pretty recently. The Polly Platt one. Yeah, I loved the Polly Platt. That one. one was really good. Yeah, I also will just like co-sign your recommendation from a couple weeks ago, Zack to the Future, the Back to the Future rewatch show with. Mark Paul Gossler. I finally started listening to it, and I really like it. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, See, like, a Holland co-sign approved. to a past recommendation. Holland approved, guys. It's Come on. It's so good. Get in um, on Zach to the Future. Tweet at me about it. It's so good. It's wonderful. Um, all right. But that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.